Welcome back to Here by the Owl podcast. We're here for our 21st episode with our friend Molly, here to explain her Ideas Unlimited, uh, the Ag Impact Map. Uh, before she introduces herself, uh, she, act, she actually won our Ideas Unlimited in North Dakota, uh, so she'll be moving on to compete at Region 3 in hopes to be selected as the winner uh, and then move on to present this project uh, at and. NAE convention in the future. So um, Molly, would you take a moment to introduce yourself uh, and your program? Sure. My name is Molly Zaradka. I'm entering my fifth year teaching at North Valley Career and Technology Center in Grafton. Uh, I started the program five years ago and seen a lot of growth. I had five kids my first year and now my class sizes range from 10 to 16 kids. And I teach six class periods a day plus three online classes. So um, really diverse program in Grafton. And Molly is a fellow uh, North Dakota Ag teacher. And when she first shared her, her idea, um, I like could not wait to start it with my own students in my community. I just moved to a new community and um, I'm super excited to implement it. So Molly, why don't you kind of explain what your Ag Impact Map is? Yeah, so the Grafton community is um, population around 4,000. And a lot of the kids that I teach did not grow up in a rural setting and weren't entirely um, knowledgeable about the impact that agriculture has in our community since they weren't directly involved in it. So the egg impact map idea stemmed from uh, SAE for all. It was an idea that I kind of tweaked from one of the idea lessons that was provided. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to show the kids that we have, I wanted to show them more than just, yes, we have all these egg businesses. I wanted them to see how much it impacted our economy and even our school system. So I did this with my eighth graders and also I did it um, with my egg business management class with my upperclassmen. So it can be used with any grade level. And what we did is I had a group of about 35 eighth graders and they were split between three class periods. So we did it period five, period six and period seven. And what we did is each class First day, we brainstormed all of the egg-related businesses in our community or close area. They might have been just out of town. And at first, the kids, because I told them all the eighth graders were doing it, the kids said, well, there's no way there's going to be enough for all of us to have our own. And I said, just wait, let's see. So we compiled a long list of egg-related businesses. And then each kid got to pick a business that they wanted to learn more about. So that was days one and two. And then also on day two, what I gave them was a Google doc that had a short introduction. It said, hi, my name is blank. I'm in Mrs. Zaradka's exploring egg class. We're doing this project. I want to learn more about your business. Is there someone that I can talk to for five to 10 minutes, right? So whoever answered the phone could either help them or point them in the direction of they needed to talk to. And that phone call was the most challenging thing I think an eighth grader has ever done because they were so dramatic about it. But 
after Can't they did Can't we just it, text them? Like, that's yeah. what I'm already hearing. Yeah. Do we have to call? Can Could I call you with call? someone? Yeah. Can my so mom what, call? Yeah. Yeah. So they were really nervous to push dial, but once they did and they started talking, it was an awesome skill for them to use and then also to be active listeners because they had to call and ask these questions and then also be taking notes on the answers. So some of the questions on the document that they had to ask are like, what's the history of your business? How long has it been in Grafton? What service do you provide or what product do you sell? Um, what type of jobs or careers are available there? What is the typical post-secondary path for someone at your workplace? And then there were also things about, you know, what are the top things you look at for new job candidates? And then the last question that some businesses were more comfortable asking, answering, or even knew the answer to was I asked them, what would be, if you could put a number on it, what would be your economic impact? Like put a dollar amount on the economic impact that you have on Grafton. You know, and that could have included sales, donations, salaries, all of that. And it was really cool because the businesses that were able to give us a number, we took and we totaled up the numbers from all 35. And I don't remember what the, it was a huge sum, you know, 35 businesses. It was a huge number. And the kids were like, whoa, that is a lot of money flowing through our little community. So they called the business. And then what I had them do is they did the doc on Google Classroom so that I had access to see it. And after they were finished, I made sure I changed the privacy on their document so that it was available to anyone with the link. And I copied that into a QR code generator and I created a QR code and I printed it out for them along with the company logo, because our kids can't print at our school. They don't have that ability. So I printed that out for them. And then they made a map. They made a huge map. It was, you know, probably 10 feet wide and eight feet tall. And they mapped out our community. They put the major roads. So we have two highways that meet in Grafton and kind of our main, our main street and some other big residential areas. And they mapped it all out. They put their houses on there and some other restaurants and, and important landmarks, our park and our pool. And then they placed their business on the map where it belonged next to the QR code. And then we hung it up in the hall and then people passing by could scan and read their document about the business. And then I also had a follow-up day where I had the kids scan other people's codes and there were some reflection questions so that they would learn about more than just one business. So it was really fun. We had all sorts of colors, things going on. They got really creative with, with what they wanted to put on the map and also learned a lot about how to draw straight lines for roads. So <laughs> eighth graders mm -hmm. and the skills they need. Yeah. Um, so you said you were new to the community yeah. when you be, when you started this. So, um, that being said, how did you go about guiding the kids in creating this huge list of ag businesses? Right. So I, I did grow up in the community, but I had been away, you know, at college. Um, and I guess what I wanted the kids to think about, like we mentally walked down every street. 
Okay. And I was like, think about, cause this was our final um, project that we did in eighth grade. I only have them for a semester. So I was like, think of everything we did this semester. What businesses in town could be involved in those types of units? So it was the flower shop. It was um, the parts store. It was egg country. It was true North John Deere. You know, so we covered a lot. And I, if you wanted to tailor this to a certain class, like if you want to tailor it to your botany class, and you have a large enough community or county and you just wanted plant related businesses, you could definitely do it that way too. Um, but I just did very broad egg businesses. And you talked about like you had the kids call them. Did mm -hmm. you like pre-call the businesses or was it truly a cold call? The businesses had no idea that the students were going to call. Yeah, it truly was a cold call. And that was probably because they were nervous and also because um, the businesses didn't expect a call from them. I think there was a couple kids who had to call more than once and they were really not appreciative of me for that. But I said, just get over it. You're going to do it. I guess what I would do in the future, because there's so many businesses to call, I probably wouldn't call, but I might reach out via email like a week in advance just to make sure that they get it or share it with the right person just so they can expect a call. But it's definitely something that I, I would consider doing. So you mentioned a way to modify it. Uh, how, I mean, do you have other ideas of how this project can be modified uh, for egg teachers across the nation? Another thing that I would do differently is instead of, I would still have them type their Google Doc with their information, but I feel like we would get more interaction on the map if they took that information from their Google Doc and created a Flipgrid video and I put a QR code to their Flipgrid video instead um, and of them explaining the business and what they do, um, just because it's a little bit more fun to watch rather than read a document, I guess. And this could be modified, you know, if you're in a really, really small community and you have more kids than businesses, you could expand it to include the next town over or include your county in there as well. Well, I'm just thinking in center where I'm at, I mean, it's tiny. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it could be challenging. You could leave it open-ended a little bit too and say, we're going to create a map of businesses in our community. And then later on, have them determine with that interview how, how they're related to agriculture. Mm -hmm. So maybe Absolutely. within their, their phone call, you know, they can discuss like, how do you, how, how do you support the ag industry? You know, mm -hmm. our gas station um, does. Uh, they right. provide fuel, right? So yep. maybe helping your kids make a connection then. So they can still make their map, still learn learn the business aspect. So just a different way to think about it. Yep. And I guess I'm thinking too, like I have, so I have two sections of eighth graders this semester and two sections next semester. Um, and I also have the same with seventh graders. Like I just kind of brainstorming, like, would you have your students, if you had multiple sections, do the same businesses, or would you try to get enough businesses for, like, all 50 of your eighth graders, or whatever you have? I think 
I would try to get each kid to do a different business. Um, I wouldn't want them to overlap. I just think that adds more to your map. I know you can't see it right now, but I think it's Brianna's cat is trying to make an appearance if you on the screen. If podcast, you know she's got five cats. Was it Peach? Oh, no, it's Mocha. Get off the table. Hey, Mocha. Um, this podcast today is sponsored by Mocha. <laughs> anyway, um, do all ag teachers just like veer off very quickly when they're talking? Like, that's me in class. Like, so we all three just did that. Yeah. It's fine. You also couldn't see my nephews, and my mom walked in the door. So just everybody's in the podcast yeah. today. That's yeah. the beauty of technology. Mm -hmm my friends. Okay, well, where, where were we? <laughs> I can say one thing that I would love input on, I guess, is I didn't really have a great way to assess this. You know, grading it was difficult, especially for the kids who felt like they almost missed an entire day of working on their document because their business either like didn't answer or the right person wasn't in. Um, so I guess a, a rubric or a scale of sorts was the way I looked at it. It's hard though. And also like on my rubric, I included participation or, um, you know, work ethic. Cause when it came time to make the map and they have, you know, a 10 foot map and you have to spread, I had had it on the floor and the kids were all just kind of gathered around working on it. And some kids kind of tried to pull less weight than others. So that was reflected in their grade. So that I made sure to put that in there just so that we all were contributing equally. Well, and I know some of you listening to uh, your school year looks a little bit different. Uh, thankfully, we are, we're all face-to-face, -face. right, Molly? You're face-to-face, -face, right? Yeah. yeah, we're all face-to-face -face currently. Uh, but I think, you know, you could, you could easily, and maybe this provides a more concrete graded component if, if this, each individual student has to create a map and they have to place everybody's business on there, although it's not their own, but they're only providing the QR code um, or the information uh, for mm -hmm. their business. Uh, and then that way um, there's a little more high stakes. They have to create it and it can be done virtually too. You chose to do like a fun map. I'm sure that was great. Uh, to be hung in the hallway for anybody to scan those QR codes and learn about those businesses. I think that's awesome. But if you're looking for something to do in a hybrid setting or virtual, I, I think this is, this is awesome. Something that, that came to mind as you were talking about that time, you know, if a kid's waiting, you could easily, depending on the class, introduce this and then make the due date a little bit farther out, but then they maybe move into ag sales. And so now you've learned about this business. Uh, you've learned about some products that they have. Now you have to choose one of their products and prepare to sell it. Okay. So, I mean, you could maybe tie this into other aspects that you maybe already include in your classroom uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, there's a ton of room um, to expand on this. We even had some of the businesses, because for our 9th through 12th graders who go to the center, 
they all had to do a job shadow. So there was even some businesses that it was nice to make that initial, we have an egg program um, contact with them. And then I could follow up with them and be like, hey, I had an eighth grader that talked to you. And um, one of my high schoolers saw this on the map and they're wondering if they can do your job shadow with you. So we did make their original phone calls for the job shadow and then the student had to follow up with them. So it was great just for establishing connections too with um, different businesses in town. Well, and I think it'd be really fun once that map is made, uh, you know, for your, your, your class that made it, I, I love the reflection activity, but you could even have them, you know, or another class scan all those QRs, QR codes and then set up, you know, a tour or set up uh, an internship or a job shadow with one or two businesses that they found interesting based off of that map. Uh, and if you're and, virtual, you can do a Zoom meeting. Oh, for sure. One, yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that's pretty cool how it, this, your end result in this impact map could, pun intended, impact another class if you used mm -hmm. it, you know, correctly. Mm -hmm. And what a cool way to implement SAE for all in multiple classes. Yep. I think it would be cool too to almost, you know, and obviously you can do this on a large scale too. Like if you want to do um, across the country or if you wanted to do like an egg impact map um, with other states and maybe it's part of like the egg teacher exchange box where you map those different things on the map or kind of combining Nikki's Wildcast Wandering the World activity where um, each of those virtual tours that you're doing or virtual um, career fair type activities are on the map too and you can see maybe it's something you keep up for a few years and it's like well last year we got these five states and this year we want to try to go to the east coast and you know kind of go all over the place yeah that'd be really cool even just keeping track of impact your total number you talked about and then the next year's kids can see like you know the impact has grown you know, mm -hmm. which I'm sure that's not concrete, you know, if a business wasn't able to tell you, but yeah. I think it would be cool for them to see that. And, or, you know, maybe they look at the map and after reviewing it, their reflection, maybe they, as a class determine who, you know, we want a guest speaker, which business are you most, do you most want to hear from? And maybe you invite them virtually to talk about their business, go more in depth, maybe give them a virtual tour, uh, check out some of their products. I don't know. I think what a cool way to include some, some voice and choice for kids because you're just trying to expose them to agriculture as much as possible. And if you don't care, I mean, you'd obviously take them to all the businesses if you could and you can't. So um, if in their mind they get to pick where they get to go, you're going to be the coolest teacher ever. And you're just like, you don't, it doesn't matter to you because they're getting exposed to ag and that's the whole point. So, yep. This was really eye opening, especially for that eighth grade class to see in our community how much ag related businesses there are and what careers they offer. It was really like icing on the cake when a business that they kind of assumed was um, very um, production egg focused. They're like, oh, we hire, we have accountants and we have business managers. And I'm like, yes, 
thank you for saying that because they can see like, yes, they might want to go into business or accounting, but they might be working for an ag-related firm. So having ag-related background knowledge in that will be super beneficial as well. I also, I didn't, I didn't let them, or I, I discouraged them from calling up farmers. We had one farmer on the map and it was my dad's, the family farm, because I had a student who his dad works for my dad and he was just super into it. So I said, okay, we'll have, we'll have one. But otherwise I tried to stay away from production egg just so they could see that it's so much more than that. Well, and, and if you have a small community, maybe that's how you, you open it up. So there is more people mm -hmm. for those kids to call if you, if you're looking yeah. for more. Uh, and since you didn't, you didn't need, you had no problem filling that list. Um, mm -hmm. You didn't need that. I love how, I mean, it was, you had, there's no cost into it essentially, you know, uh, and super fun for them to kind of get to be together. You know, this year it's, it might look different if you implement Molly's project, you know, you might not have them all gathered around one large piece of paper coloring a map. So uh, get creative in using technology and how, how to change that. Uh, but uh, super, super cool idea. Molly, if, how did this impact you, I guess? I mean, you, you're from the community, but you came back. Were, were what your students found, was there anything that like jumped out to you that you were like, wow, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. There were definitely businesses that they had talked to that I didn't realize they offered certain services or products, but I guess what stuck out to me the most um, as an egg teacher is I was just, my cup was filled from this because we had so much support from area businesses and they were so excited to talk to the kids and give them information. And they took time out of their busy schedules to talk to a 13 year old who was nervous I just felt like the program was really supported. And I think sometimes as egg teachers, we need support. And especially from people outside of the school so that you feel like you're doing important work. Um, so I guess that was probably the, the best part for me was seeing how much our community wanted these kids to know about their businesses. Well, and I think you like, I think it's cool too. You mentioned that connection and that kind of foot in the door, you know, maybe those students down the road want to work for those businesses or in high school, uh, we've in the ag department, we had local businesses coming in and we would sell products to them. So like egg sales, basically they were our judges in, in the class and they also came in to do like mock job interviews with us as well. So like just the more that you can build connections with those community members, especially when you're you know, coming back to a community, like you said, you were, you are Molly or um, me starting in a new community. Like I'm always trying to find those, those ways to build connections with community members. And maybe it's starting out with your advisory committee members and then kind of branching out from there. If you don't feel super comfortable asking the businesses right away, but mm -hmm. what a great opportunity for sure. Yeah. And, you know, wrap this up with a thank you card. I mean, you, you got the skill of making a phone call, um, help them learn that skill of writing a thank you. And I think, I think that's huge. They're going to hang that up in their business. And, you know, when Molly comes knocking, needing a donation or help those, they're going to remember that. Um, and I think that's super cool. Uh, even sending like a photo of that kid 
working on the project in class. Uh, but I'm sure many of those kids are going to walk down your, or many of those businesses are going to walk down your hallways attending events, basketball games. Yep. Um, I was outside the gym and it's so basketball right games there, was and they see it very popular. Yeah. Like people are going to pick up their phone and scan those QR codes and how cool for that. Mm -hmm. um, now you, did you create the questions or did the students create the questions that they asked? I created the questions for them. Okay. Well, and I mean, that's another flexible area too. Maybe you have some set questions because you want every kid to have these answers. And then maybe you suggest, you know, you have to think of two more questions to ask them. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I love the, I love the business logo. Um, you know, there's, there's some kids that are like super, techie like I have kids in mind that they would totally take us on a google map tour and record a video like so you know maybe that's how you grade them is yeah. is their presentation of the map that they created um, and what they learned essentially because that was the whole goal so um, any other uh, thoughts or uh, tips and tricks for ag teachers implementing this project before we wrap up I can't think of anything. I guess this year is, I myself haven't entirely figured out how or when we'll do this because everything's so up in the air. I need to look into, there must be some platform online that kids can make a map. Um, I just haven't looked into it, but that would be a really um, good alternative, I guess, if you are virtual or some form of hybrid too, so. No, it's really fun. Um, like. You said, Nikki, I think having kids make their own questions too. I think upperclassmen would be more than capable of that for sure. But then giving them some, some guidelines to those eighth graders were just terrified. So I gave them a little script to start with. Yeah. That's good. They need that though. Um, well, if you are listening and you would like to look more into this uh, and, and implement it in your own pro program, Molly has shared some resources so you can uh, follow the link in our show notes uh, to get all of that. And if you're implementing this, feel free to share pictures online and tag here by the owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So we can see how you modified it and the impact it has uh, in your program. Uh, Make sure to follow Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any future topics, uh, suggestions, or you want to be a guest, uh, message us on our social media pages. Uh, and we thank you for listening.